This is the third of my podcasts in the Yogatma series where I explore Jnana Yoga or the Yoga of Knowledge. In the first podcast, I talked a little about the Upanishads, the fountainhead of Indian spirituality. In particular, I mentioned the Mahavakyas or the great statements which represent the core of this knowledge of Brahman or Jnana Yoga are part of the Upanishads. Then I spoke a little about the traditional methods of training, of learning of the truth of these statements, uh, Shravana, Manana or Nididhyasana, meaning listening, reflection and practice. Then in the next podcast, I considered the nature of Brahman and how it is different from traditional Western ideas of God. Remember that Brahman is the unchanging, permanent basis of consciousness, the background from which everything emanates and not some omnipotent God. Now, I think we should consider a little about how the knowledge of Brahman, that is Jnana Yoga, differs from everyday knowledge. In everyday knowledge, by which I mean the kind of knowledge we need to live in the transactional world, there are three entities, the object of knowledge, the knower, and then there is the knowledge itself. This triad is present in every transaction. But when we consider Jnana or the knowledge of Brahman, this triad vanishes because Brahman alone is. There is no knower, no knowledge, no object of knowledge. Everything is but Brahman. That seems a little difficult to understand, but obviously it's not. uh, Jnana Yoga is not something that you can easily get to know unless you are exceptionally gifted or have a very good karma which makes things very easy for you. So, coming back to the Mahavakyas, we can think of, uh, we, I will just make the four statements and then we can consider them. The first Mahavakya is Pragnanam Brahma, which means consciousness is Brahman. Then there is Aham Brahmasmi, which means I am Brahman. Then there is Tattva Masi, that is what you are, that referring to Brahman. I am Atma Brahman, this self is Brahman. So as you can see, these are different ways of understanding what Brahman is different methods or views of uh, um, approaching this Brahman. So we have this idea that consciousness is Brahman or that I am Brahman but that I is something special as we shall see and that is what you are and that is what you will be and that's what is always present. Now we can consider a little about who can learn 
about Brahman, who is, you know, who are the kinds of people who can find out the truth or otherwise of these statements. Obviously, for exceptional individuals, listening to these statements from the rishis, from people who have actually realized the truth of Brahman, nothing more is required. For others, like Ramana Maharshi, the great sage of Tiruvannamalai who lived in the last century, the prompting to look within comes from within, and with it also comes the passion to discover the truth for themselves. In this case, also, there is no external guru required. But for the majority of us, we need to repeatedly listen, reflect and practice. That is, we need to repeat Shravana, Manana and then maybe get down to Nididhyasana. We know the outline of the Vedic mythology. We know now that we should listen to these teachings as exemplified in the Mahavakyas reflect upon them and finally act upon them. And we need to consider the role of the Guru in all this. The Guru is the teacher, the one who points the way, provides you with the teachings and perhaps suggests ways for you to proceed. But the actual reflection and action has to come from the individual who is pursuing Jnana Yoga. There is no escape from that. There is no guru who can kind of give you this, no magic pill to bring you to enlightenment of this nature. So what are the requirements for such, for the acquisition, acquisition of such knowledge? Basically, we need a 24-7 commitment to realizing the truth or otherwise of these Mahavakyas. We now have an idea of what is meant by Brahman within the Jnana context and we think we know what we are and immediately jump to the conclusion that either that the body is Brahman or that the mind is Brahman which is no doubt true in a sense because there is nothing that is not Brahman. But clearly that is not what the Rishis meant when they made those Mahavakyas. We need to explore the nature of what we speak of as I a little further and this we will explore in the next podcast. You can send in your comments on these podcasts to yogatmachandra at gmail.com that is yogatma at the rate of gmail.com.